In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gazpacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Millie Tamaras. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. You may notice that Elise and Millie are back again <laughs> to, to terrorize for chaos. for chaos, chaos order. But sadly, we're not joined by Amanda because her pup Morty has been hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're sending him lots of love, lots of yes. Thoughts and prayers that mean something, not the Yeah, exactly. We're sending thoughts and prayers that work. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So we're, you know, we wish you the best, Morty and Amanda, and hopefully a really smooth recovery. All the Betches pups support and love to Morty and Amanda. Uh, So we're taking over today. Yeah. uh, Tina took a shit in the hallway, (laughs) and I feel like that was in solidarity. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Do whatever the, you know. Yeah, with his friend. (laughs) Um, Thanks a lot, Tina. Um, but today we'll mainly be talking about, um, I don't even know if this line works anymore because we're talking about <laughs> other stuff. So yeah, well, okay. We're, we're going to talk about some crazy shit. Um, yesterday I was on Twitter as I'm always on Twitter. It was actually down this morning. I have it to say. It was down this morning and it saved me from looking at Twitter the moment I woke up and I was like, honestly, look at God. Like this yeah, is- but I just <laughs> did something else. I was just literally, you know, I, I did it. You know, it saved me from that. But then I just went on TikTok. And mm. then I was like, you know, why do black and Asian people go to Italy? Everyone's so racist to them in Italy, apparently. Um, that's what my TikTok feed is. You um, know what? That's so funny. I've just been getting... My TikTok has been a lot of like black women being like people in Italy are being racist to me. I've been getting a lot of that. Black and Asian women on TikTok constantly are saying Italy. But I hear some cities are better than others. I don't know. Do I still want to go to Italy? Unfortunately, yes. Um, (laughs) Well, I have low expectations and probably not spend that much time. Of course. Uh, But yeah, too sad. Um, Yeah. We did have, I guess, speaking of Italy, we had an amazing Italian meal last night. The entire team got to go to Resdora. Shout out. To Lauren. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Uh, Resdora is like the most exclusive um, New York City restaurant. It was so tasty. And one of the people that worked there is a sub listener. And that's how we all got to go. Because it's apparently really difficult to get a reservation. Yeah, and I mean, again... Food was great. Had Food a lovely Italian meal. Vibes Made me think great. about, do I want to go to Italy? Do I want to go to Italy? Even though TikTok tells me not. But, <laughs> uh, you know, 
AOC yesterday uh, was walking up some steps. There's this guy who was trying to take pictures. It's so crazy because I know we joke about how a lot of Republicans are obsessed and they want to date AOC and all that stuff. This one guy, you know, it's all on her feed. That's all she was talking about yesterday, which understandably. Um, this one guy, she's like walking to work. She's wearing, you know, like a regular dress that you wear to work. And the caption, this guy was like, look at AOC, New York big booty Latina. Like, oh, look at how nice you look. Like, oh, you're going to go f like do stuff with Antifa, socialism, blah, blah, blah. Like just literally harassing her, saying sexual comments. She like walks over and almost hits him, but doesn't like, you know, you cold herself back. Her ears are like, no way. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's just like, it was, it's just crazy because the Bronx girl coming out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm well, literally, you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also like, literally that's what the caption was like Bronx, big booty, Latina woman. Like it's so degrading and racist, sexist. And she's like a government official. And I don't know. It's just it's it's just an interesting conversation. This is what she was saying. Um, you know, we we've all been harassed, you know, like maybe at work, maybe walking to work at our job, like whatever. And like that's it's just crazy how we don't talk about it day to day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in this like, you know, just People saying crude things to you. And even somebody who works in our government is not safe from that. But then we're supposed to, like, feel bad for Brett Kavanaugh, who, like, took away all these rights and, like... That's what I was thinking is, like, Brett Kavanaugh... There's been so much, and I think we are talking about this later, like, so much hullabaloo about mm -hmm. Brett Kavanaugh having to leave a steak dinner early because of protesters outside the building who had a specific thing that they were protesting. Meanwhile, like, AOC is literally just, like, walking into work and she's getting, like, full sexual harassed by a scary person who is actually in her legitimate space. Like, these protesters were outside the place that Brett Kavanaugh was. And there's also, there's always been this weird obsession with what AOC wears and, like, trying to say that she's not, like, really a leftist because she has on a, like, a nice suit to go to work at Congress. And it's, like, first of all, I just don't see... Even, like, Bernie Sanders doesn't get that scrutiny. Like, I bet his suits that he wears to work are probably fairly... Like, they're probably nice suits. Yeah. Senator. And then it's also, like, do you guys not know about TJ Maxx? Do you yeah. not know? That you can go to Ross and dress for less? Well, also, so, like, yeah, on the right, we have people who are, like, oh, look at this, you know. There are just clothes where if you have a certain body, it's just going to stick out that way. And just because yeah. you have a curvy body or a butt or boobs or whatever um, doesn't mean you shouldn't wear certain things, like, yeah. because that, like, f first of all, fuck you. Second of all, um, you know what, like... I'm learning and my, you know, I'm in my thirties. I'm like, maybe I don't want to buy a cheap suit. Like yeah. she deserves, if you're going to work and you're really walking around and you're meeting people and all that shit. And people take pictures of you constantly. It, and anytime you're at work, the camera is trained on you because you're one of the most famous people there. 
I, I'm sorry. Like, it, you know, in Dominican Republic, they say, el barato sale caro. Cheap things end up being expensive in the long run. If she's getting, you know, if she's getting a nice suit that she can wear over and over or that just looks nice in cameras or whatever, like, that's okay because that's like, she can spend her money however she wants. Congress people make six figures. And there are people on TikTok, again, who spend a lot of money on fucking shit. On, yeah. on but whatever. And like leftism, you know, democratic socialism doesn't mean what people think it means. Obviously, we know that. Yeah. Like, we know that people, it's just like, yeah, everyone should have, so people could go to the doctor and not be fucking yeah. poor. Yeah, democratic socialism is about that. It's not about like, no one gets to have a nice skirt suit. Yeah, no one gets it's, it's it's literally like your landlord shouldn't be able to raise your rent 40%, 50% uh in after a lease, you know? Yeah, we should but, have child we should have like help with childcare and we should have free healthcare. That's it's not actually about like never buying anything Gucci. nice or not ever yeah, or like not having a designer bag or whatever. I mean for some people maybe it's like that, but in actuality, it's really about, like, basic services that we'd like to see provided within our democracy, not, like, telling someone they can never, like, have anything nice ever again or do anything luxurious ever in their life. That we already pay the out of the ass for taxes for. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's just, that's democratic socialism. So, anyway, this guy was super fucking weird. AOC, you know, it, it's just, it's just crazy because, like. We talk about this like with women and, and stuff like that and like and even race, too. But it's like you think that you can age out of it or earn out of the harassment or like if you get more power, you won't be subject. But it's just like it just goes to show that we all need to like, yeah, fucking have solidarity and all this shit, because no matter what, like doesn't matter what position you have, doesn't matter what you're wearing people are going to disrespect it and all that stuff. So. Because the moment that AOC goes from being like a young, beautiful woman who's in Congress and she's an older woman, then it's all just going to be like, you're old, you're fat, you look like shit, you used to be hot and you're not anymore, you're wrinkly, you're ugly. Like, it's just going to be, it's just going to, like, the switch is going to flip like yeah. that. And they're just going to be like, for, like, now they're harassing her because she has sex appeals. It'll just immediately switch to harassing her for not having it. Yeah, of By course. their standard, even. Of course. You know, like, I bet she's probably going to be a very beautiful older woman as well. But, you know, as soon as, like, you see it even with Nancy Pelosi. Like, the way that people will, like, talk about her and, like, bring up, like, whether... Like, Hillary Clinton got it all the time. Like, people would talk about her as, like, a shrew who's not sexually appealing. And it's, like... Does she need to be? She's like a 65-year-old lady who's like fucking exactly. in government, but it'll Exactly, but when she was younger and pretty like then it was like she's a floozy. It's like Yeah. You know, that's why but you know what? That's why you can't live your life around the patriarchy, around what other people because you do, you don't. They're going to hate on you anyway. Uh so you just got to do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, yeah. And that is Betches. <laughs> and that is the word. <laughs> and that is the word, baby.
Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Also, earlier this week, we had January 6th uh, hearings. We did. We did. We certainly did. We certainly did. Uh, some highlights were, you know, Trump, Liz Cheney called Trump a child. Uh, they, you know, some highlights for me was that basically saying like, hey, we know that we have one of the these witnesses on the docket and Trump tried to call them. They didn't answer. That person called their lawyer. That lawyer called us immediately. Do not fuck with our witnesses. <laughs> that yeah, was crazy. I, that was the craziest part to me because I was just like, oh, shit. And then I a lot of the stuff I've been reading is like, apparently the committee has been really concerned by a lot of like weird shit the Trump camp has been trying to do to like, influence these witnesses, but this is kind of the most direct, like, he literally called this person. And apparently it came out that, like, we don't know who the person is yet, but they're White House support staff. And this quote just got me there. Not someone Trump would normally call. Mm. (laughs) Can you imagine? You get your phone and the little preview says Donald Trump. (laughs) Well, first I'd have to imagine working for him. Then I'd imagine what happens when I crawled out of hell to do that. Then I... (laughs) So there's a lot of things. Yeah, I'm gonna you, use okay, my imagination. So you're a completely like, different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You worked yeah. for Donald Trump. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> I think I, I'm shitting my pants every day because I think I might be going to jail. And then Donald Trump calls <laughs> And me. then you get a phone call that preview says it's Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump and my because it because because I had to have said Donald Trump for them to know to call their fucking lawyer. Right, because they didn't pick up. So they it's didn't like, pick up. Because there wasn't no spam likely, bitch. Mm-mm. It was Donald Trump. That is, though, if Donald Trump calls you, it should come up as scam likely. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, here we go. There are two more highlights. Another highlight of the hearing for me was when um, they asked Ivanka a specific question about, like, why she wanted to, like, if she wanted to be there after like the December 20th meeting because she wanted like to calm her dad down or something. And she's like, no, no, like, like she's fucking. Then like immediately after they asked one of her support staff, I think it was her chief of staff or something. Why did Ivanka want to do this? Like, oh, to calm her dad. Like literally she lied on oath. They caught her in a lie. They played the footage back to back. Hopefully this bitch goes to jail, but who knows? I know. I feel like, Donald Trump Jr. is like 
Donald Trump in a very like surface level way of just being mm. like really really stupid and like looks like a rat yeah <laughs> like being really embarrassing and stupid and like looking horrible but um Ivanka is like him in a more disturbing and nefarious way I feel like She's I think evolved. her core is more like him evolved evolved polished um yes. version that's like, I mean, you know, because she always grew up in the upper crust. Again, like farted and blamed it on a classmate. You know, like yeah. that is the evolved Ivanka. Well, I remember also seeing there's this documentary called Born Rich that was made like well before Trump. And it was made like by some kid on the Upper East Side about him and his super rich friends on the Upper East Side. Um, Jesus Christ. It's. Interesting, but, like, him as a narrator is almost unbearable. Like, I think it begins with him being, like, I'm 18 years old, and I am about to inherit more money than most people will ever see in their life. So it's, like, it's hard to to deal with him. But young Ivanka and Michael Bloomberg's horse girl daughter is both in it. And um, Ivanka is very interesting because she has, first of all, she has brown hair in it. And second of all, you see, like, you see so much of him in her because her polish isn't really there yet. She hasn't gotten the nose job. She has, yeah, and, like, you just see a little bit more, like, raw Ivanka in it, which I think is very interesting. And then they will also just randomly cut to Michael Bloomberg's daughter, who is always, like, with her helmet standing in front of a horse being like, I like horses! And then they'll, like, come back to (laughs) 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 me. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, speaking of chaotic horses, um, this is a bad segue. But Bette Midler hinted that Ivanka got an abortion, which I will say we give Britney Spears a lot of shit. Yes, her Instagram was, is disturbing and unhinged. Azalea Banks, my queen, but also completely sloppy, messy. Will she show up to a show on time? Will she perform for 30 minutes? Absolutely. Um, Is nowhere near Bette Midler's level of chaos and unhingedness. And Bette Midler's been tweeting some crazy shit. But one of my favorites was when she was like, I know you got an abortion. (laughs) Bette Midler will tweet anything. And sometimes it's really fucked up. And sometimes it's just like, what? (laughs) Then it's like, what? (laughs) She's like, your friend Lauren something blah, blah, blah knows that you got an abortion. It's like, oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) But, wow. Um, Um, Am I going to watch Hocus Pocus 2? Absolutely. But uh, that was crazy. Um, She did like one where she put like the Supreme Court in like, she, she, Photoshop them in like is like radical Islamic garb. Uh what the fuck? Well, again, because she also fell into a bunch of that like trans women are trying to hurt cis women by being included, and if you say pregnant yeah. people, it's bad. So she like like she definitely is a liberal and a democrat and all that stuff, but she has the boomer thing where you'll be like She's a boomer. No, no, you like this actually isn't Sharia law. This is a Christian dictatorship that's fully happening. You don't need yeah. to put them in another, like, religion's <laughs> garb. Because, like, that religion actually isn't the one that's doing this. There's one that's right here that actually is... That actually is doing it proudly. Situation. 
Like, it, <laughs> like you should dress them up as popes. Um, my favorite tweet. This is an oldie. Was when she said, "Women are the n words of the world." Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot um, about that. I mean, yeah. so incredible. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> my last thought, I mean, Bette Midler, every, I, I do want to go to your Halloween party, though. She has a really yes. famous costume ball every year in New York City. Uh, but anyway. And um, I will always appreciate her as Mama Rose and Gypsy. You know what? <laughs> um, which one's that one? It's the one, okay, Mama Rose is like, it's a famous Broadway part, and it's the oh, one where, okay, like, okay. it's about, like, a stage mom who's, like, getting her daughters onto vaudeville, but, like, really, she is really the one who wants to be on vaudeville, and then she sings this, like, really amazing song at the end, Everything's Coming Up, Roses. Okay, and, Elise. Um, <laughs> and, like, no, no, listen, no. I'm deep in the Broadway stuff, as you know. No, you said that. You said Mama Rose on Gypsy, and I was just like, you mean Gypsy Rose, the hypochondriac mom, the so girl who killed her mom? So that's the other very weird um, <laughs> true crime connection, and I don't know if the Gypsy Rose Munchausen's by proxy thing was Munchausen's related. Munchausen's by proxy, yes. Oh it's my related God. to this very famous musical also about an overbearing mom, but it is odd <laughs> it's odd it's odd but that shit is on hulu i was like did they make a version where bet midler because i would watch bet midler as that crazy ass mom I that actually, gets killed that actually would be good yeah i mean they've <laughs> like super that whole case i mean we're going down that rabbit hole of like they killed the mom and then ordered dominoes like it was crazy yeah. honestly great fodder for another musical though i guess it would become confusing Confusing, Four. given the fact that Gypsy is considered, like, one of the greatest musicals of all time. Well, I feel like there's fodder for another Strange Loop style. Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's yeah. doing Gypsy, and she is also doing Gypsy Rose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, great. Um, my, okay, my last favorite thing about the January 6th hearing is when one of the insurrectionists this man who worked at a cabinet factory in Ohio, um, you know, gave a statement. They basically, they wanted to show that like 800 people got arrested. None of them were the people in charge. None of none of the people in charge of doing this were have been in, like in trouble yet. And they just like wanted to show this one guy who said, like, my life is ruined. Like I had to sell my house. I had to this and that. Like I thought I was doing what Donald Trump wanted. Like wanted me to do blah 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 and then at the end he goes up to like all these other capitol police officers and all these people and like hugs them and is crying and he's like i'm so sorry and like i hope we're good and blah 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 and <laughs> i hope we're good <laughs> i hope we're good like whatever you know and my favorite part highlight was they ask one of the officers do you feel like you're and he's like Fuck that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, like, that didn't do anything for me. I hope it did something for him because I'll, like, I, that's not enough. And yeah. I feel like that is a narrative. I don't know if it's very American, but it's like immediately forgiving people who've done terrible things or were a part of terrible things to you. And it's like putting the onus on the victim. And I'm not saying that there's no room for forgiveness, but it was just really 
fun and interesting to see in real time someone being like, that was more for him than it was for me. Fuck this guy. This guy, like, that was one of the most traumatic, you know, those officers. Yeah. A lot of them have killed themselves. Like, I can't imagine. Like, that shit was terrible. Yeah. So. It's just, it's, um, it's really interesting to think about, like, how much sympathy can you give to someone for getting involved in an angry mob? Um, and storming into the Capitol. I mean, I think that, like, yeah, we have to have room to try to understand why someone did this and give them a chance to come back. But, like, just a single hug is not going to undo the trauma that the people who had to respond to that event went through. And I do think it is a very American thing to be like, hug and we're good. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have to forgive the people who did this. It's just like... Yeah, and also (sighs) that, like, to keep being upset about it once the hug and we're good has happened is like, well, why are you... I hugged you and said, are we good? So, like, why aren't we good? And it's like... Well, speaking of people who need a hug, let's talk about Beanie Filstein and Funny Girl. (laughs) Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. First of all, we already talked about Bette Midler. Second of all, I am going to see Patti LuPone in company tonight. Yes. So I'll be on Broadway. Were you um, like, what happened with, what happened that time that you were supposed to go? You got COVID I was or supposed to go see, so I was supposed to go see Company a long time ago, but then I had an unmovable callback um, for a job I didn't get. So that was very sad. And then I was supposed to see Into the Woods at New York City Center, but then I got COVID. But So now I'm seeing Into the Woods at the end of the summer, and I am also seeing Company. All of this is to say... I'm I am your Broadway bitch here on yeah. the mm-hmm. podcast, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who hasn't been following, there's been massive Broadway drama around the revival of Funny Girl. Yeah. Have you been following this, Millie? You know, people say this about Will and Jada online a lot about like everything that I've known about it has been against my will, 
Absolutely. And I feel like I'm too, I'm not a Broadway girly at all, but I know and love a lot of Broadway girlies. I'm friends with a lot of queer people. So unfortunately, it's I do know a lot. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I do you. know a lot about it. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Jeez. Should I, I'll do the, like the very quick rundown for anyone listening who ha- doesn't know the tea. So, I'm muting my mic because I want to. <laughs> so. Okay, there's a, I'll start at the very beginning. There's a musical called Funny Girl. It's, <laughs> it is the musical that launched the career of one Barbara Streisand. It has not, she's famously in the movie. It's, it has not been performed or revived on Broadway since the 60s when Barbara starred in it. It is a musical that g- generally is like, I forget what they call it, like a park and bark production, which is where like the... Singer comes out, she stands center stage, and just belts out a song. It's a lot of numbers like that. Don't rain on my parade. I'm the greatest star. A lot of stuff like that. So, for many, many years on Glee, Leah Michelle was agitating to get this role. At some point in the Glee universe, when I had already fallen off, but Rachel Berry actually does get cast as Fanny Bryce in the revival of Funny Girl as a plot line on the show. She sings a bunch of the songs on the show. Don't Rain on My Parade. She does at, like, I think it's the last episode of season one. And then she also, like, sang it at the at an awards show, too. So, like, Leah mm. Michelle has been agitating this forever. But then, obviously, also, everyone found out that Leah Michelle is, like, racist towards She's a huge castmates yeah. of color. She's not great to work with. A lot of different things. So... Finally, this revival of Funny Girl comes around and they cast Beanie Feldstein. Now, Beanie Feldstein, speaking of Bette Midler, was in the Hello, Dolly! with Bette Midler and had really, really good reviews. She was supposedly really awesome in that. I like Beanie Feldstein in a lot of stuff. I think she's a good actress and a funny performer. But when the show came out, reviews were bad. Said she couldn't sing the part. I watched some videos. I would have to agree that vocally (laughs) she was not... uh, doing what needed to be done. So, um, and I also, I've watched some analysis that's talked about how like the production could have done things to like save her from that. And that this production was supposed to be based on a West End production that was like less vocally intense, but they didn't do that. And then they put Beanie in kind of a shitty situation. But either way, reviews came out. Reviews are bad. Beanie starts missing performances. Her uh, understudy, Julie Benko, is going on. She eventually announces, like, she's going to leave the performance a little early alongside Jane Lynch, who was also in the performance. But then... Jane Lynch also hates... Yes. But also hates Leah Michelle. Yes. So then, Beanie's expected to leave. I can't remember the date she's expected to leave, but earlier this week, maybe over the weekend, she announces she's actually leaving even earlier than that. And she puts up an Instagram story that has the famous line, because the production... Because they wanted to take the production in a different direction. So now everyone's like trying to pick apart what that means. But Beanie Feldstein has left and is leaving the production. And they have announced that Leah Michelle has gotten the role of Fanny Bryce. The liaisons the that was started by the release of the Spring Awakening <laughs> documentary mm. has now resulted in her getting her ultimate dream. I can't imagine being Beanie Feldstein during all of this. And No, how... I feel really bad for her. I feel bad for her. I think, like, there is a certain level of personal responsibility to go out there and do the part if you can't do it, but at the same time, it's just, like, 
there's also ways the production could have not done that to her. And like, like there's just a lot that goes into it that isn't just her not having being able to really sing this role. And like, it sucks to have to take an L on that like large of a stage, though I do think her career will be fine. It is just, I don't know. I've watched every single second of this. As far as like Hollywood villains go, I enjoy Leah Michelle as a villain. <laughs> and so I'm like, I think it's very interesting to see, I don't know, the entire drama. And then people have been talking about, I mean, there's a lot of stuff being talked about how, about how like Beanie Feldstein is like a plus size performer who's now being replaced with someone, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the thing that got me like, um, <laughs> well, I heard some like rumor that Beanie's parents were part of the production. That I've heard. So I've heard that a bunch of times that they were like um, funding the production in some way. But I've also heard just as many people say that that's actually not the case. So I don't think anyone knows. really knows 100%. Beanie Feldstein <laughs> is very connected to the Broadway world. Like Ben Platt is her best friend and he's his dad is the number one Broadway producer. Like yeah. there. So like uh, she's very well like connected, costumer. but I don't know if fully her parents actually funded the production itself well yeah so i heard that um and then yeah i'm like just as a outsider just seeing like i can't believe that a queer uh plus size woman loses and it's just like oh, okay she's plus size now like she is you know what i mean it's not like whatever but i'm also just like she's gonna be fine you know and also i feel bad because I have a coworker who's close friends with Beanie mm -hmm. or I like knows her or whatever. So I was just like talking pretty flippantly of like, I don't feel bad for her. Like I feel bad. Like nobody should go through this kind of harassment and like the way what they're saying about her is not cool. But I'm also like, she's still very connected. She, her brother's still Jonah Hill. Yeah. Um, she's, she's been in a bunch of cool shit. She's going to keep being in cool shit. Like, She's going to recover, but it will hurt. Like, it hurts. It's a major L. It's a, it's a major L. <laughs> and, like, a lot of it is, like, some of it's her fault. Some of it's not her fault. Like, yeah, she shouldn't have been, you know, they put shouldn't have done that or whatever. And, like, she did well in something else. And they thought that she could carry it and, you know, whatever. Yeah, and I do. I mean, more stuff will come out. But if there's a world where she was promised a production where it's like, it's not going to rest on you being able to belt out these songs. We're going to build a production that's more actually about your, like, comedic timing and ability. Yeah, and being people funny. Are saying, then it's like, that actually does suck. Because it's like, you were brought into it being like, oh, they're going to build a production around me. And then it's not. Still, I feel like it's like, don't. To go on and take that role the first time from Barbara, like, you do have to expect that your vocals need to be there. Like, the vocals kind of have to be there, you know? And as that Kurt said on Glee, Leah Michelle is a nightmare, but she sure can sing. <laughs> well, let's see. I mean, and <clears throat> reason 8,052, uh, why cancel culture doesn't exist. Yes. People that just, ultimately? Yeah, ultimately doesn't exist. It's just people calling her out, but this bitch still gets to live on her dreams just She's like everyone else. She's getting her dream. Her absolute yeah. 100... Like, her dream that she thought she had lost. One more thing I will say before we play Supporter Suppress is that I did read an article yesterday that Beanie and Leah Michelle have the same agent. 
and that is crazy. Oh no. <laughs> that person was making, wildly shifting their tone between phone calls. Like picking up one and being like, I'm so sorry. Picking up the other and being like, girl, we got it. Like it's like, oh, that was my God. crazy. Oh my God. That's a fucking nightmare. That is wild. That is wild. And it's also wild to be talking to your agent and like know that and be like, wait, so have you been negotiating her taking over for me behind my, like, I just, uh, yuck. Interesting. Yuck. This is interesting. It's a wild business. Me no likey. Wild business. Yeah. Me no likey. Speaking of no likey, let's do our weekly support or suppress. Absolutely. Listen, there's a reason we use the tagline, you heard it here second. It's been nearly a week since Brett Kavanaugh left a, a D.C. steakhouse after protesters arrived. Let's talk about it. Beautiful. Just as Brett Kavanaugh was at dinner at Morton's Steakhouse last week when abortions right protesters showed up to the restaurant to confront him. I believe with getting him the goal of getting him to leave the restaurant. Brett Kavanaugh had to leave before eating dessert. And exited through a back door to avoid protesters. Apparently, he never actually saw or heard them. <laughs> presumably, presumably, this was his excuse to go home to eat a big bowl of spaghetti with ketchup, which is something that he actually does yeah. because this man is a monster. Been reported. He eats spaghetti with ketchup. Where this story gets more interesting is that the steakhouse has defended Kavanaugh in the days since condemning the demonstration and saying that the justice and all the customers were unduly harassed by unruly protesters. Specifically, the replemented politics, regardless of your side or views, should not trample the freedom at play, the right to congregate and eat dinner. This obviously spawned thousands of mocking tweets and articles, people leaving one-star reviews for the establishment and flooding open table with fake reservations. Fake diners called Dick Hertz, Cavett Nah, and Jane Rowe. Let's hear it. Support or suppress their right to eat dinner? <laughs> Do I support? Okay, here's what I will say. You know, we had our delicious dinner last night and I would have been sad if we had had to leave Resdora before we could have tasted that delicious olive oil cake mm. or, or some of the tiramisu, you know, that would have been really hard. Um, would it have been harder to not get an abortion? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is, would I rather have not gotten an abortion and be six months pregnant right now? Hmm. I think I'm gonna have to say. <laughs> hard to say. Would, let me think because the olive oil cake was good. Was good, it was good. <laughs> It was good. They had they had this gelato, the olive oil gelato with this rosemary crumble. Interesting. It was good. It, it was, was good. good. Do I could I afford to be pregnant right now? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> would I want that for my body? No. So I'm gonna have to say, still support the right to an abortion over the right to eat dinner. Mm -hmm. But I don't wow. think that the right to eat dinner is really under attack in America. The right to eat dinner, first of all, is not in the Constitution. Uh, second so of all, um, Morton Steakhouse, kind of whack. Third of all, it's a chain. It's like corny, whatever. Third of all, fuck Brett Kavanaugh. Who paid his $200,000 credit card bill? Who paid it? Who Morton's? paid it? Morton's probably did. Um, 
It's first of all politics. He didn't even fucking see them. He didn't even fucking see them. He still got to. He dipped out for dessert. Yeah, right. Um, he probably went to go drink beer somewhere with his friends, Squee and Tobin and Tobin. Tobin and Squee. And I'll never guess, forget. <laughs> and I wonder if he put that in his little fucking calendar. Um. Dinner Fuck. with the boys. Dinner ruined. with the boys. He writes it down. Ruined. He, asterisk. Ruined dinner with the boys. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I really don't give a fuck if Brett Kavanaugh can't enjoy. Like, AOC can't even go to work. She right. can't even go to work. This guy can boo fucking who he can't go to dinner. Um, people I'm couldn't sure. go to school without seeing his dick, if we're going to go there. Yeah, and also, like, <laughs> you don't. That that is the thing about these like Supreme Court justices that I it just boggles my mind. It's like you sit in your fucking ivory tower with your robe on and you overturn fifty years of mm-hmm. precedent, mm-hmm. and then you like you're like, but no one can yell at me. I'm a yeah. Supreme Court justice. No one's supposed to yell at me. It's like you're not supposed to overturn settled precedent. So wh- what are we talking about with who's supposed to do what? And as far as Buck and Morton's, for them to like. Come out with a statement that actually uses the words right to eat, congregate and eat dinner. It's like they knew what they were doing when they said that. They knew what they were playing with. And yeah, now you're getting a bunch of fake open table reservations when you could have just not commented on this. Yeah, not commented because it had nothing to do with them at all. It had nothing to do with them at all. Because if it was like fucking Boca de Pepo or anything else, people would have gone there. But now guess what? Eat shit. Now everyone's harassing Morton. Yeah, like no one's even thinking about Morton's or whatever. It's like, that's just where he went to eat. That's why you were the subject of protest. Now it actually is about you. Because <laughs> like, you have, you couldn't just be re- a, re- a quiet Republican who hates people. And, and you know, like, I just read all the time that, like, I, I read all these things about Republican rationale and stuff and like, a lot of these people really do feel like abortion is actually murdering a baby. Like they don't see the difference. And it's like, how do you even get like they they don't care about women's rights, obviously. But it's like, how do you even have discourse with people who like fundamentally have a misunderstanding about I, I think about, about that all shit. the time. Because it's, it's like, yeah, if someone actually truly believes these are murders. It it is really hard to think of a starting place, but I have seen on TikTok, love it, love that TikTok. Um, I've seen a trend of people who are like ex-pro-lifers or people who really come from like the evangelical movement trying to give advice about how to discuss those things with people and like what way to come around it and what works versus doesn't work. And like one of the things they have hit home about some of the talking points that we use, which I wish I could like think of one off the top of my head is that it's like, you really do have to take into account that with the most hardcore of these, like some of these people are cynical and actually know exactly what they're doing and like just Mm -hmm. hate women and that's what they want. But they're, like, the foot soldiers on the ground, kind of similar to, like, January 6th shit. Like, they actually are caught up in, like, a real movement that they believe murders are taking place and that literal babies are being killed. And so it's, like, it's weird because we have to take, like, two different tacks because there are people at the top of this movement who are very cynically doing what they, who very cynically are trying to hurt 
women and anyone who can give birth. And then also there are the foot soldiers who they have actually convinced of the thing they know they're lying about. Well, I mean, yeah, that's so real. Like there's different tracks to talk to them. Um, the, the reality is, the reality is that those people are such a small part percentage of this country. Most of the country knows that uh, people should have the right to get an abortion, uh, that abortion isn't murdering infants. Like I would say like 60, 70% right? of Poles. I shouldn't have to argue with them. Like that's the thing is like, it's like, how do you argue with them? It's like, we shouldn't have to. There aren't as many of them as there are of us and their rule should not, exactly. and their religious beliefs and their rule should not be what is governing us. So it's kind of this weird question because it's like, there probably isn't that much you can say to someone who truly believes that abortion is murder. But they should just be have the right to just not have an abortion. Yeah. Um, and and then, you know what? Yeah, we don't have to convince them. We just have to beat them. And that, unfortunately... Exactly. Exactly. Unfortunately, like, people want to be less partisan and stuff. But it's just fucking impossible uh, to do it right now. Like, when people, again, we're not even based on the same things of facts. Speaking of people who are having a lot of kids you got it you got and it <laughs> <laughs> having a lot of kids being really annoying should not have a right to eat dinner with anyone elon musk elon fucking musk <laughs> the world's most profitable richest apartheid emerald <laughs> i will never ever ever let like anyone live that down like that's People are just like, like, he's so smart, but it's like literally, like literally slavery, blood emeralds. One time this guy on Twitter was just like, uh, I said blood diamonds and they're like, um, you mean emeralds? And I'm like, I hate everything. Haha, <laughs> 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 idiot. They were emeralds. They were emeralds. Uh, <laughs> Black South African people died for emeralds. Emeralds, diamonds. <laughs> um... Elon Musk wants to walk away from his $44 billion offer to buy Twitter. But Twitter isn't having it. They want him to make good on the deal and are suing him in Connecticut and in Delaware, mm. um, where the company is incorporated. After Musk made the offer, he says he asked Twitter to provide information about the number of spam accounts, which could, in his view, impact the actual user base of the company and therefore its value. But Twitter says they tried to arrange meetings with Musk to discuss all this, but never heard from him. Uh, also, I know Twitter it, Twitter provided raw data that he can create his own analysis and data that their analyst also said to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just there's a really great episode about this in the day on the daily. Musk claimed Twitter violated the de- disag- no, violated the deal agreement by failing to provide the information he requested to verify the number of spam accounts on its platform and failed to proceed with the ordinary course of business by conducting layoffs. The suit basically says Musk public to- this the suit from Twitter says Musk publicly toying with this idea and statements about Twitter's future has impacted our share price and public perception irrevocably and now that needs to be his problem. A lot of the evidence will be in Musk's own tweets. <laughs> there are a lot of arguments they're making including that Musk is backing out of this because of the market downturn. Supporters suppress Twitter bringing Elon to court. 
support, 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 support. Oh my God, I support. Like, I just feel like this entire thing as we've been watching it has been such a fucking vanity power play joke to him the entire time. He's sending people poop emojis, playing all these games. Um, he never really wanted to buy Twitter in the first place. He just wanted to like make some news headlines and get attention. And I truly hope that he is forced to go through with it. I was like bummed, not really bummed, but I thought him buying Twitter was not great. I didn't really want mm -hmm. Twitter to be in his hands. He's mm -hmm. said that he wants to reinstate Donald Trump's account, though I don't think that's going to be the case anymore now that they've been fighting via Twitter and Truth Social. I don't know if you've been noticing <laughs> that. Also, oh, man, the Truth Social, like, oh, let Donald me pull Trump up the tweet because it was <laughs> it so funny. It is actually funny. funny. Uh, I, you know, I really get mad at, uh, like liberals and, and Democrats and, and even a lot of people actually like on the left, I feel like they're too nice to Donald Trump. They celebrate him too much, but good Lord, this is what Donald Trump wrote. Uh, I feel like they celebrate him too much. They're like, Oh my God, he's so funny. He's so funny. And I'm like, fuck off. But Donald Trump wrote. When Elon Musk came to the White House asking me for help on all his many subsidized projects, whether it's electric cars that don't drive long enough, driverless cars that crash, or rocket ships to nowhere, without which subsidies he'd be worthless, and telling me how he was a big Trump fan and Republican, I could have said, jump to your knees and bang, and he would have done it. I'm like, yo... Um, <laughs> credit where credit is due. That is credit? an incredible burn on Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, he keeps going. I'm trying to find the second one. Um, yeah, but it's also like Twitter wasn't even fucking for sale. Um, no, he just he, decided he wanted to do it. And it's like, yeah, now you have to stick to this, dude. Like all the rest of us have to actually abide by like laws and all of this shit. And you don't get to just be like a rich fake genius whose inventions yeah. are all half fucking invented and not finished. <laughs> Rocket ships to nowhere. <laughs> you, like, you can't be this billionaire with a pile of half invented technology who just gets to do whatever the hell he wants. And now I honestly really hope they force him to fucking buy Twitter. Well, I feel like at the very least they're going to force him to find because he actually is, he's saying, so, you know, in the daily thing was basically he's saying like oh yeah first of all he didn't twitter was not for sale he was like let me buy it uh i'll pay this much he paid you know way over what it was worth um and then they're like well we have to entertain it he made all these claims and they like bent over backwards to provide information and all this shit and then he said the bot thing and the bot thing is especially bad because you have advertisers like pepsi like this like that that are like you know, they're paying to get 1 million people to view their ads. So if Elon Musk is saying, I looked at the numbers and there's, you know, there's 40% of Twitter is bots. Twitter's like, no, only 5% of it is bots. That's not true. You know, here's all the evidence showing that only 5% is bots. It's not that big a problem. We've worked really hard. We used to have a really bad bot problem. We worked really hard. We've cleansed everyone's things. And then he's still like, no, 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 uh, never mind. Like, He's like one of those people that goes into an expensive store, picks up something that's worth a lot of money, 
gets his fingerprints all over it. Walks and around says, like, the store. Makes walks the around fucking, the store. Makes the fucking cashier and the clerk, like, help him and answer all his questions and fucking go in the back and look Break for this something other version. And yeah. then leaves and doesn't want to pay for anything. Yeah. And it's like, babe, you gotta. Uh, so this is my funny girl. I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, I mean, literally, though. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's just, I, I look, there's rumors that he's going to have to pay a billion dollars instead of $44 billion, which is still a disgusting amount of money. A lot of Twitter employees are pissed about this whole thing. Obviously, like, they're very demoralized. Um, Elon Musk, if I was... Elon Musk. Oh, oh, also, also, this is like tinfoil hat for a second. You think he did all this because he knew that we were going to find out about those two little CEO twins that he had? I wonder. I mean, I do think that he like thinks that he's playing three dimensional chess in the way of like doing stuff like that. Like, I'm going to create a big mess. But then in the end, it's like, yeah, you're playing three dimensional chess, but you still lost. Every like time. you lost the game. So it's like, it's cool that you were playing on three dimensions, but you became confused by that and you you ultimately did lose the game. Yeah. So it, it only matters if you're playing three dimensional chess if you also win the game of chess. <laughs> um. Yeah, he fucking sucks. I feel so bad for his kids because... I know. Um, their inheritance is, is on the verge of getting yeah. lost day Study by day. Study up, kids. Do well and stay in school. Stay Musk in kids. school <laughs> because there's 12 of y'all and also your dad's dumb as shit. Yeah, and your dad like purposefully tanks his own company's value for like likes on a website that he now might have to buy that he also tanked, so... Definitely maybe learn a trade, I would say. For sure. Um, welding. Absolutely um, welding. A, hair. A, 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 hair. Hair. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, mechanic. Maybe, maybe mechanic to fix your dad's cars. That would actually be great. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you could actually learn how to make an electric car. That works. Yeah, maybe. All right, let's wrap it up with. Wrap it up. Speaking of kids that are having a hard time. News broke last night. Was that good? News broke last night that Khloe Kardashian is expecting a second child with Tristan Thompson. <sighs> we were all together when this bombshell dropped. A rep for the family confirmed that True will have a sibling who was conceived in November via surrogate. In December, it was revealed that Tristan had fathered a child with another woman. Uh, so supporters suppress this unusual family dynamic. Um, ooh, I mean, I support children. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know, support. I know, I know. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. <laughs> I, mm. okay. You want to hear what the rumors are saying? Yeah. Yeah. Give me the rumors first. Rumors are that there's another little kid that he they stepped out, but she's tired of being embarrassed. So they're just saying that it's a surrogate. Oh, that <laughs> is a juicy rumor. Who that, knows? Alleged, 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 that, alleged. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Um, that is a juicy rumor. 
<laughs> but even that, like, I guess the thing that I have to suppress ultimately is every new thing that we learn about Khloe Kardashian's self-esteem level. Because <gasps> I just, I just, like, it is sad to, I mean, like, Khloe Kardashian's an extremely privileged person who lives a very, like, she's not some tragic figure necessarily, but. Sure, do, financially, but mentally, definitely. Yeah, like, I do <laughs> feel bad for her, and I feel like all of this is a result of the fact that she had to go through, like, 10 years of being on, on this reality show where everyone called her the ugly one unabashedly for many, many, many years, and then mm. now she has completely redone her entire face and body to not be that one but like the, you can just tell she like wears it like a wound like you can see it in all of her stuff and i wonder if that has to do with like why she's kind of a little obsessed with taking men that are already involved with other people like i think that that, I mean, that has that makes to be involved it makes a lot of sense to me too because it's like i do think that she is someone who now needs to know she's hotter than someone else. Like mm -hmm. she was, she had to spend all this time being the ugly one on this thing. And then your sister is considered like the most hot person in the world. And so now, yeah, I could see her taking an unusual amount of validation from like having a husband who like she can take from someone else. Or, and then I also see that she's probably just, really susceptible to that like baby i love you you're really the only one for me i love you so much i would never do it again but definitely i would like i feel like she's just so her self-esteem is so fucked up that she's mm -hmm. just like susceptible to that and like maybe she never thought she would have like a hot basketball husband and so now she feels like she can't get another well, she's hot had basketball husband three so i know i don't know why this one <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I, like I said yesterday, I'm like, she needs to make a public apology to Jordan Woods. Yes. Um, because she, Jordan Woods was literally 20 years old and she like fucking embarrassed her. Um, and yeah, I just feel like th th that they already like did this in November and then in December they found out that he had a kid with another woman, like that's so fucked up. Like, yeah. Well, anyway, I know we got, like, we can't solve the Kardashians and Tristan Thompson in a day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that has been our episode of Betches Sup. Uh, I'm Millie Tamaris. I'm Elise Morales. And uh, goodbye. Bye. This is Betches Sup Podcast. Until the end of democracy. Bye. We love you, Morty. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.